0: Hello, good evening, and welcome uh, to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. My name is Chris, and with me I've got Emma.
1: Hiya.
0: Uh, and back for her, only her second stint of the season. We'll have to get that up by the time she uh, May comes around. We've got Laura.
1: Hi.
0: How are you both doing, all right? Good, yeah, thanks. Excellent, right. This week we shall be talking about um, Everton West Brom and whether it's ever okay to take a uh, penalty in somebody's place and snatch the ball, a bit of League Cup, a bit of Asian Cup, African Cup of Nations, uh, Championship and some transfers and anything, all oh, the FA Cup as well and anything else we can get into um, as feasible a time as possible. Uh, so first of all, uh, Laura, you tweeted this article from the Daily Telegraph earlier on today. Um, a couple in Norway have named their daughter uh, YNWA I think it's pronounced Yinwa because he's a Liverpool fan of course you'll never walk alone so it prompted me or prompted you to ask um, is it ever okay to name your child after football teams and players? So Colin has said yes it is, it's perfectly fine You can, um, if you support Villa you can call your son Aston. Uh, what sort of reply response did you get?
2: Uh, the majority were saying it, it doesn't really matter. Um, there were a couple that said Aston, of course. Like you just said, they know of a couple of people who've uh, called the kids Aston. There was a, a Wednesdayite that follows me who said his um, his son's middle name is Wednesday. I saw that. Yeah, bless him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this-
2: as long as his surname's not Adam's, it's fine.
0: Yeah. The thing you've got to remember is these children grow up to be uh, people that have jobs or, or apply for jobs and try and have girlfriends and boyfriends.
1: Mm.
0: That's the only thing. What would you? Most, how would you? Sorry, go know
1: someone at school whose middle name a boy and his middle name was Ellen. His dad was the Leeds fan. See. Oh, that's,
2: see, that's just cruel.
0: How Let's would your dancer have reacted if you'd gone home and said, "Hello, this is my new boyfriend." Elland or Anfield or Ryan or Giggs or something
2: Certainly not the Elland one
0: No
1: No I don't think you would have been impressed with that
0: I imagine Emma you taking a boy home and saying Hello dad this is my new boyfriend uh, Benali or something like that
1: <laughs> No I don't think he'd be very It, just, <laughs> it depends doesn't it Because you can do it tastefully It doesn't have to be Ridiculous
0: it's a it bit Jeremy be, Kyle, isn't it?
1: It can be just after some... You know, if you're choosing a, a proper name that you like, you know, I think...
2: You know, I don't know. you going to name him... Chelsea obvious awesome one. If you've got a girl and you call her Chelsea, then you're a Chelsea fan. I suppose that's acceptable.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> it's not in the least But at least it's
2: a real name.
0: No, it's not. It's a place. It's not a child's... Wait, I say that. I've got a child called Georgia, so I can't really talk, but...
2: That wasn't where she was conceived, is it?
0: No, otherwise she'd be called Front Room.
2: (laughs) Oh, exotic! Yeah, get me. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: Bristol Rovers have a chant called Goodnight Irene, and I don't think it would be out of the question if I had a baby. Obviously, maybe not its first name, that's a bit cruel, but
2: Irene would would be a suitable middle name.
0: Fratton Webster.
2: You see, there'd be so many Stoke fans calling their daughters Delilah then.
1: That's quite sweet. No, it isn't. <laughs>
0: it's just two steps away from going on Jeremy Kyle.
2: Oh, I don't know. It is tastefully done. The You Never Walk Alone name, however you pronounce it, does actually sound alright in Norwegian.
0: Oh, does it? You're an expert in Norwegian. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Flew <it. laughs>
0: Uh, well, we'll go back to last weekend. Emma, you went to Woking versus um, Bristol Ravers. I did. You did. Now, that must have ended in some kind of dramatic six-all um, draw, <coughs> did it?
1: No, it was possibly the most boring nil-nil I've ever seen.
0: No. So were you one of the lucky ones that got let in or were the ones that...
1: Yes. Yeah? There was uh, 1,898 of us that were let in just over two, i think it was over two traveled and about 150 to 200 got locked out with around 50 woking fans after basically the away end got to capacity and they decided that was it and just locked up the gates and so the fans were left watching it from outside
0: was there a big communal spirit outside or was there a big bunch? Of- um,
1: no, on our way out we spoke to a police officer and he was basically just very stressed and <laughs> wanted to go home and I think the Bristol Rovers he was he was very understanding to be fair to him and I think the Bristol Rovers fans were just not happy and made their feelings very, very clear.
0: Well, as you would if you travelled all the way from Bristol to Woking.
1: Definitely. Um it was it was very frustrating because um I think Woking's capacity for the whole ground is something like six thousand and um, they had a terrace at the bottom, and they easily could have, which was quite empty. They easily could have pushed all the Woking fans up and put a an, uh, put a barrier there and let the Rovers fans in. Um, and a lot of people were attacking Rovers because they were saying, "Well, you had the choice to make it all ticket." And actually, in quite a weird move, which you'd never see in the football league, it was actually Woking that came out and sort of defended Rovers and said, "No, no, no, it was our choice. We did it." We're happy, you know, we, we made that call and we're happy with it sort of thing. Hmm. But I don't know if it was um, £15 saved for the Rovers fans, really. <laughs> they didn't miss a lot.
0: No? You were quite envious of them?
1: Oh, I wouldn't have minded being sort of, oh, oh well, go back and get on the train and go home.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Monday night's Premier League game, that was Everton nil, West Brom 0. Um, West Brom still unbeaten since Tony Pulis took charge. Uh, Everton now winless in six league games. So they're on a bit of a struggle at the moment. But the game is probably most memorable for uh, the penalty. Uh, Everton got a penalty. Leighton Baines, who annoyingly enough is in my dream team, um, is their usual penalty taker. Kevin Morales thought differently this time and snatched the ball off him and took the penalty and missed. He didn't even make the keeper save. He sort of hit the outside of the post, didn't he? And was then subbed off at half-time. Apparently he was injured as I'm sure you would be if you missed a penalty and had to go face your teammates in a confined room.
2: Was that his pride that was injured?
0: <clears throat> I think so. I think he may have sort of um, damaged his toe and he spat his dummy out. Uh, it, go on.
1: It was just a really odd one, wasn't it? Because um, everyone, all the other Everton players were looking a bit sort of bemused at what had happened, whereas Baines was just sort of like, oh, OK then, you do what you want sort of thing. Maybe he sort of knowingly thought give someone enough rope sort of situation. Yeah, well, it was not a bad
0: play, Morales. It's not like he gave it to the goalkeeper to take it or something, is it? He's, um, he's a good player, normally.
2: Did he win the I... penalty? I didn't see it. Sorry? Did Morales win the penalty?
0: Yes, he did, I think, didn't he? Yeah,
2: OK. So, And Baines, <laughs> I really, really like Baines, but
1: he wasn't having the greatest night of his life. His crosses were a bit rubbish and his um corners and things weren't exactly they weren't lighting the world on fire
0: no maybe he knew
1: whether that was because he was a bit deflated because he thought you know he could have been getting three points for them i don't know
0: it's an odd one isn't it you have to have to make sure you score if you do something like that um Tuesday night, this was the League Cup. Has anybody seen any of these League Cup games? Uh, We had Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1 was on Tuesday. Um, Eden Hazard scored a penalty. Was that a penalty or was there any doubt at all? He kind of flopped his way across Emre Chan, didn't he? I turned
1: it
2: on just after, so I'm not completely Uh, sure. Is it I don't think there was much complaint about it.
0: No, I thought it was a penalty as well, annoying enough. And then Raheem Sterling, that was a goal and a half, wasn't it? He just picked it up in midfield and just danced through everybody.
2: It was a beautiful little turn. mm It was how quickly he got himself onto the ball, how quickly he turned and got himself running. Yeah. You don't off- often see that in players. It usually takes him a few touches just to get into stride. And he wasn't. He was just banging. He was off.
0: Yeah, well, I think Courtois won man of the match, didn't he, quite rightfully, Um. which probably says a lot about how the game went. Um. I think a draw was probably a fair result. I think Liverpool are going to get turned over next week, though, unfortunately. you think? Yeah, I do.
2: I think Liverpool are starting to play a bit better.
0: They are, but it's at the bridge, and we all know how well Chelsea do there under Mourinho. Mm. Liverpool had 19 shots. Chelsea had two. Just a penalty count as a shot. I presume it must do.
2: <laughs> it probably does, doesn't it?
0: I think it probably does. Um. Yeah, I think... Liverpool will do okay next week. I think they'll be valiant in defeat next week, which if you'd asked me sort of three or four weeks ago, I'd have quite happily taken.
2: I thought Liverpool were a bit frustrating with their shots because nearly all of them, they tried to take the shot from outside the box. It was like, why not move forward a step? <laughs> Try and make it easier for yourself. They were all sort of long...
0: Can in shots. Yeah, well, this is the problem we had last year in the game where um, poor Stevie G fell over, which the Chelsea fans reminded him of again. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool, were, Chelsea were kind of defending on the six-yard box, and everything that came in, Cahill and Terry just headed away time after time after time, and Liverpool were reduced to taking shots from outside the area, and I kind of felt a little bit like this again. Ivanovic, Terry and Cahill are very tall and just like, they just love defending. They just love blocking. And they do force you to take shots from further and further away.
2: Mm, you see, I thought they were... Um, they were um, Liverpool were running in th- through them this time. They weren't, like, lumping shots forward, like Gerard normally does his Hollywood ball over the top. Yeah, I can see that Chelsea would be defending that. But they weren't. They were running through the middle at them. Mm. Um, and that's why Sterling have got a lot of... He seems to be getting a lot of action in especially in the second half. But he just he doesn't take it far enough for me. I just think he should he should just take a few extra steps and then take the shot.
0: You think that's the sort of thing that would come with the experience, do you? Maybe. Did you hear the sing off at the start? The Chelsea fans sang their Stephen Jarrett song and then the Liverpool fans replied with theirs.
2: No, <laughs> I didn't hear that.
0: Jose shook his head at the Chelsea fans saying there have been big meanies for doing it. Of course he did. He did. And uh, me and Emma, we discovered we had a shared love in this game, didn't we?
1: We did. Well, it was more just us ganging up against Mark.
0: Well, there was that Diego Costa. What's well, that?
1: Yeah, what? What? I don't. I don't really understand his hatred of him. I
0: don't. He's brilliant to watch.
2: What? He hates him. How can he hate him? He really hated him.
0: Uh, I think Mark thinks that he doesn't play in the Corinthian spirit in which all other footballers play. <laughs> Apart from Luis Suarez. <laughs> the best thing he did all right was when um, someone kicked the ball out of play because somebody was injured, and then he just booted it back out the ground again or something, didn't he, as soon as it came back to him.
2: <laughs> yeah. There was a lovely uh, one-on-one um, with uh, Kota. Um, did you see Eden Hazard do that dummy? Yes. And he just let it uh, fall through for him. That was a lovely moment,
0: that Thought yeah. so Mignolet <clears throat> dealt with that really well. Yeah, he had a good game, didn't he? Um, Eden Hazard is tiny compared to Thibaut Courtois. Did you see that after the game?
1: No.
0: No? Uh, well, the Sky interview interviewed them both after the match as Courtois got his Man of the Match award. I reckon you could probably fit another three quarters of a Hazard on top of Hazard's shoulders and still be just about tall enough for Courtois. <laughs> One is either really big or the other is really small.
1: I think it's probably a mixture of both. You think? You can imagine being the cameraman and just seeing those two walking towards you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Wednesday night, your new friends Spurs, they played Sheffield United, uh, They're
1: not my friends.
0: They just... are. You cheated on your Portsmouth to go see them.
1: They're not my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Laura, Sheffield United are yeah. obviously not big friends of yours, but they've got this great record in the fact that they um seem to enjoy taking on these Premier League teams. As much as you dislike them, do you get a little burst of Sheffield pride in seeing how well they're doing? No. <laughs> do you not? There's just no sort of...
2: No there's, no, there's no love lost between Wednesday and United. I think there's very much still a a hatred, but that doesn't mean that you don't respect them. I certainly think that they're a bloody good cup team. No, but you think it's sort of for your city? No. No? No. <laughs> I know you're one of these weird multiple team sort of fans, but
0: I'm a lover, in, not a fighter.
2: Inner in city versus city um rivalry. No, there's no love loss whatsoever. Really? You always want the opposition to win against your your rival. I think
1: it's the inner city thing though, because I'm one of these weird two team people. But <laughs> But I dislike Bristol City a lot more than I dislike Southampton.
0: Now, you were born in Bristol, weren't you?
1: Yeah, but I find, I think it is the City thing, I find them a lot more, I just cannot stand them compared to Saints, where I'm a bit like, "Mm, they have to exist, so they do.
0: But I hate United a whole lot more than Everton. In fact, I don't really hate United, I don't really hate anybody, to be honest. (laughs) I don't hate United all that much. Uh, no, I just thought I just didn't know whether because of how well they're doing. Is there some kind of Sheffield, um, you know, pride for how well the city or one of the city's clubs are doing? No,
2: obviously I've got careless. that totally wrong. <laughs> couldn't care less. <laughs> no. But care? like I said, it doesn't mean that I don't respect them as a as a cup team. They are a bloody good cup team, uh, and like I said, they they are fearless. They seem to have this confidence when they walk out on onto the field against Premier League teams and think, eh, you know what? Come on, we can have you. You've got to give them some respect for that.
0: Definitely. How do you reckon they're going to get on next week? Because the whole thing about Sheffield United is they kind of invite the, the, the bigger teams onto them and hit them on the break. But they've got to score next week.
2: And that's not what they're very good at at the moment. They're, um, they're Both Sheffield teams are severely lacking in goals. Mm. Um, and I think the only way they are going to be able to... Uh, to get past uh, Spurs is to is to counter attack like they did last night because the defence was really uh, Spurs defence was really shaky last night. I so thought Ben Davis at left, left back had an absolute mare against Campbell Rice. He was either always out of position or he just kept passing the ball back to United. It was it was very strange. Oh
0: right. Um. Well, Sheffield United had eight shots.
2: Yeah. Spurs only had ten. Yeah.
0: Um, was it a handball?
2: Nadia as captain, which is just ridiculous. Was he?
0: Yeah. You see, that's ridiculous because cap- uh, strikers should never be captains for a start. But-
2: well, no. And he hasn't played since November. And he is the least captain-like man you could possibly choose. Wayne Rooney. Mm, no, I, I would even put Nadia as as a worse candidate.
0: Well, he's captain of Togo, isn't he? Which I suppose is a slightly different case. Mm. Um. Yeah that is a bit Of an odd choice Isn't it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So Are we uh, yeah, the, Between the two of you um, Emma who do you reckon Is going through next week Chelsea Liverpool Spurs Sheffield United Who's, who's going to be in the final
1: Um. I think it will be Chelsea and Spurs I can't really see it I don't think I think Sheffield uh, United are going to Have to play They're still going to Have to play Counter attack Because like Laura said They're not you can't just change it cuz you know you need to you need to score cuz they just won't um and after seeing Spurs I think like what happened with them with Burnley when they realized that it you know they it was it needed to change they just did and they just found another level and I think they'll be able to do that against Sheffield United
3: yeah uh, and
2: play a better yeah. formation as well sorry I think they'll play a Spurs. Will play a better formation. I don't think they picked the right formation or team last night.
0: Do so you think Spurs are going to go three? I
2: and did. yeah, I would think Chelsea as well.
0: Yeah. What about you, Laura?
2: Yeah, gotta agree. I think I think a very tight game between Chelsea and Liverpool. And I think Spurs will just play a stronger team against United and and edge it.
0: Make sure they get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the championship fixtures as well this week. Ipswich lost 3-2 away to Brighton. Fulham beat Forest 3-2. Uh, Middlesbrough are now uh, second because they beat Cardiff 2-1. And Bournemouth lost. Bournemouth lost to Leeds. Nobody saw that coming, did they?
2: No, I think they were unlucky, though, um, Bournemouth. From what, from what I saw on the highlights last night, they yeah. um, they had 17 shots on goal. 17? Yeah.
1: I don't think Pompey have had that all season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Aston Villa certainly haven't. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've lost two out of their last three now, haven't they, Bournemouth? They're on a bit of a slippery slope.
1: They're they funny, aren't they? Because you just... I can't... Football-wise, at the moment, I still think they would go up. But Bournemouth in the, in the Premier League... Just, it's not right.
0: It doesn't sound right. Well, looking at the top six, you've got Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, and then you've got Ipswich, Derby, Brentford, Watford. You've got some good mix of managers there. You've got some up-and-coming managers like Eddie Howe and Karanka. Um, and then you've got Mark Warburton, who I think is very underrated, and Djukanovic. But then you've also got a couple of old heads, haven't you, in Mick McCarthy and Steve McLaren. So It'll be interesting to see who wins through.
2: Definitely. I think Bournemouth might slip.
3: Yeah. I,
1: yeah, I can't see them going up as champions. I think they'll be there, but I don't think they will go up as champions.
0: Mm. Might be some kind of plucky losers or something. Do you think, you think they'll go up, do you say?
1: I th- yeah, I still think they will,
2: because they've, they have been playing some great football. I but... think they might drop off into the playoffs, so it's a bit of a lottery then.
0: Yeah, I think they might be playoff contenders.
2: Because the, the the difference between them now, because Bournemouth are top with fifty one, and Middlesbrough have pushed it up to fifty. Ipswich are on fifty, even though they they lost. Um, so Middlesbrough have gained ground on them over recent weeks.
0: <clears throat> well, even Watford down in sixth, they're only on they're on forty four. They're only seven behind Bournemouth, aren't they? So no one is completely out of it. And then you have got Wolves got and-,
2: and Wolves. Yeah, exactly. You've got you've got. They're only a point behind the playoffs, so.
0: Last year, you got Leicester and Burnley that were way out in front, whereas this one it's all very tight.
2: Mm. It's
0: a horrible league to get out of, though, isn't
2: it? The thing is, you just never know with the championship. That's why I I prefer it to the Premier League, is that you can look at the fixtures and think, well, yeah, they're possibly going to win, they're possibly going to win. And you could be completely wrong, because just on the day, anybody can beat anybody.
0: Yeah, and Leeds are still fifth bottom after all this.
2: Oh, well, they're just an omni-shambles at the moment with Gelino mm. and his failed appeal mm. until April, where we can join again.
0: <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. A couple of transfer rumours. Give me a yay or nay to these. Um, Paul Pogba to Manchester United. it would be nice. Yeah. Emma, can you see this one happening?
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: He's already left them once, though, hasn't he?
1: I'm I don't, think I'm with that.
0: No, <laughs> they do say never go back, don't they? Um, Aaron Lennon to Everton possibly in a swap with Kevin Morales. Oh, that's quite an interesting one, isn't it? I can see that one.
1: Yeah, I think well after Monday, well. Because of what he did on Monday, I think he was trying to advertise himself, wasn't he? He was trying to say, look at me, I'm here, come and get me.
3: Yeah. Wouldn't
1: be su- <laughs> it was a failed attempt. That it was a massive me. failed attempt, but I think that's his that's his message, isn't it? <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if not now, definitely in the
2: summer he'll be on his way out. I think so. You get the feeling that Martinez has, l- has lost a few of the players in that dressing room anyway, so... Yeah, well, Ken Wright's quite a
0: loyal guy, isn't he?
2: Yeah. And I still think Martinez is the right person. But if there are players within that squad that are not playing for him, then he needs to out them there.
0: Yeah. Um, Valencia could be in for James Milner, who was out of contract in the summer. He's been linked with Liverpool a lot, hasn't
2: he? I'd be very surprised if Man City don't don't re-sign him on a better contract. Because he's been playing this false nine position and he's been scoring. He's just...
0: Well, he's your go-to man if you want to get a job done, isn't he? It doesn't matter what you ask him to do; he would do it. I mean, if you asked him to play defence or, you know, fullback or even in goal, I reckon he would volunteer <laughs> at the drop of a hat.
2: But don't you want that in a player?
0: Of course you do. Yeah, I think he's a vastly underrated player. I think he's a very, good, very skillful player as well.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a mistake to let him go, especially on a free.
0: Yeah, and this last one, this one sounds quite intriguing. Uh, Swansea in for Jordan Rhodes.
2: Really?
0: Yeah, I can see that one.
2: You see, I'm very surprised that Jordan Rhodes hasn't moved in the last two, three years.
0: I think he wanted to in the summer, didn't he? But he left it a bit too late.
2: Because there was always that thing that Black, Blackburn had paid eight million pound for him, which was a, an incredible amount of money for a championship club mm. then. And there was always a feeling that uh, Blackburn wanted profit on him, and would anybody really pay more than eight million quid for Jordan Rhodes?
0: No, not really. Not when you yeah. can get somebody from the continent a lot cheaper.
2: Oh, well, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: So that that would be interesting because Swansea are going to need a prolific goal scorer now that they've lost Bowen.
0: Well, they've got a big hole in their pockets burning as well, haven't they, with all that money? Yeah,
2: 30 million quid. Yeah. They might actually have the spare cash to um, offer Blackburn what they want for him.
0: Exactly. Um, It is... 20 years since. Can anybody guess this? It was on the BBC Sport website today. Cantona. Cantona, yeah. That was great, wasn't it? Do you remember that?
2: <laughs> it was quite hilarious.
0: It was fantastic. you were, I don't suppose you'd remember this thing, would you Emma?
1: Um, no, not at about uh, 23 months old. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Laura, uh, we get this every week, Laura, honestly. If you mention anything before about
2: 1999, you get
0: this sort of you get this eerie sh- silence. Yeah,
2: it's fuzzy interference. That, that, that new lad that Real Madrid Has got uh, signed. He's 16. It he was in 1998. I was at university.
0: Honestly, we're not long before a player born this century gets signed for a club or makes his debut. Yeah, well no <laughs> My nephew is 11. He's on Country City's books, so I'm you know, hoping it's him. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what did you feel at the time? Do you remember when it happened, Laura? Did you feel outraged and I remember feeling sort of he should be thrown out the game for good?
2: Now, I don't remember feeling outraged. You don't I just remember being in shock that he actually did it.
0: Yeah, looking back it was brilliant then.
2: It was it was the actual action of it. You'd think if he was just wandering off he would give him a slap. It was an evil night. He, he went for full kung fu kick.
0: It was an evil night. I remember the atmosphere, Crystal Palace being what it is. It was um, very noisy and it was quite a feisty game, wasn't it? He'd been clashing with Richard Shaw all night. And then of course, Paul Ince got charged with assault that same night as well, didn't he?
2: Oh, did, yeah. I remember that, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Andy Cole had just made his debut as well.
2: I, I trust your judgment, Chris.
0: No, no. We're going back in time there. Uh, David Trezeguet has retired.
2: When did that happen?
0: Today, as I wrote it down. Well, it might have been earlier on this week, but he is 37 years old and he's just been playing in the Indian Super League, the Pune. Um, he just signed for them having played for River Plate and been on loan at News Old Boys. Uh, he's now gone to join the management team at Juve. He scored the golden goal in Euro 2000. Emma, do you remember Euro 2000?
1: No. Do you not? No.
0: What's, this is, do you want to get depressed, Laura? <laughs> Emma, what's the first international tournament you remember?
1: Um, I remember Zidane's headbutt.
0: Really? 98,
1: then. I was that 98? 2006,
0: that was. 2006,
1: was it? That's probably, I would say that is a very clear memory. Of, I'm sure I've watched them before, but I can't remember them.
0: 2006, Laura,
2: there you go. <laughs> 1990, mine. Was it? I'm... Yeah.
0: I remember Mexico 86. You're about the same age as me. You've got to remember something before that. No,
2: 1990 was the first one I, I watched, watched.
0: God. I am old. I'm too old for this game.
1: It's not just, it isn't just that I'm young. It is. <laughs> I did not take an interest at all in football. Like Throughout primary school, I wasn't interested at all. No? I was a bit of a late bloomer as far as football goes
0: You're into your Barbies and My Little Ponies
1: Oh yeah definitely You sexist bugger what? It's really true That's, though like, <laughs>
0: See it was true
2: <laughs>
0: Listen who's to say I wasn't into My Little Ponies And um, all that sort of stuff myself
2: oh, I, I can see it now
0: There you go see I'm you, sexy.
2: you had a glow worm Sorry A glow worm A glow worm or oh, Sylvanian family.
0: Sylvanian family. See, yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Trezeguet was the only player to miss in the penalty shootout in that uh, 2006 World Cup final. So, a bit of trivia for you there. Um, Did he be-
2: get done for <clears throat> drink driving or something? Didn't he kill somebody in a car? Or have I got the wrong person? No,
0: that was Patrick Clyvert wasn't it?
2: That was Clive. So yeah. I apologise to Trezeguet. Uh,
0: yes, if you're listening, David. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger has criticised the Ballon d'Or for being an individual orientated process rather than rewarding team efforts. Uh, He says he is quote unquote completely against the award and will never participate.
1: Is it because he's never won anything?
0: And it's also because I've never won anything, he says as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is it
1: because he's just a bit old and he's getting a bit cranky that he's had no (laughs) Ballon d'Or recognition?
0: It's a bit cantankerous. This is when he gets a lifetime achievement award. He knows it's sort of time to retire. (laughs) Um, The Asian Cup is taking place in Australia, and we've got as far as the quarterfinals. South Korea have beaten Uzbekistan 2-0. And China, managed by Emma? I
1: don't know. Alan Perrin. (laughs) Really? Yeah.
0: Uh, They lost 2-0 to um, Australia this week. Tim Cahill scored both goals. Uh, so, the other two quarterfinals we made are Japan versus the United Arab Emirates and a rather small matter of Iran versus Iraq.
2: Oh, that's friendly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a bit more friendly now when Uday Hussein isn't the head of the FA.
3: Hmm.
0: Yes. He wasn't very friendly. Although he does look like Pep Guardiola, or did look like Pep Guardiola. Do you not think?
2: I can't remember what he looks like.
0: He looks what? Imagine if Pep Guardiola and Freddie Mercury had a baby. It would be... <laughs> if...
2: oh, speaking of speaking of weird sort of facial hair and things, uh, did you see Raheem Sterling's mutton chops? Yes, I did. What was that all about?
0: I like that. Now he's had his hair cut, he doesn't look like kid and play anymore. I think he looks really good.
2: He's just growing it down the side of his cheeks instead.
0: He might be a farmer. <laughs>
2: he could be. He's going to join the Wurzels. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, African Cup of Nations has um, been taking place as well. This week we've had um, uh, Senegal beat Ghana in the very last minute. Moussa Sow, uh, Musa Sow, last minute goal. Uh, they beat Ghana two one. Algeria, your hipsters' choice from last year, Laura, mm. in the World Cup, they beat South Africa three one. So that's something for you to, yeah, something for you to talk to your fellow hipsters about. <laughs>
2: I don't know where you've got this from.
0: What did you do? You went to the pub and you watched watch Algeria versus Iran or something like that of I mean, your own free will. Yeah,
2: it's, but to be fair, there was drink there.
0: Oh, I bet you sat around with all of the hipsters talking about <laughs> bloody defensive <laughs>
2: formations.
0: Yeah, <laughs> defensive formations of really old Eastern European teams. <laughs>
2: I don't know. You really need to go to the pub and you can learn what it's like to watch a football match with me. <laughs> I nearly did. It's an experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I nearly did, but I um, I got out of that one, didn't I? <laughs> you did. <laughs> She's crazy, this one. She's had two beers in three hours. I'm not going to the pub with her. <laughs> uh, Marley drew with Cameroon one all. Ivory Coast, I've drawn one all with, um, uh, with Guinea. Javinia was sent off and banned for two matches in that one. Uh, Congo, Dr. Congo got their first win at an African Cup of Nations since 1974 when they beat Gabon 1-0 uh, and we've had host Equatorial Guinea draw 0-0 with Burkina Faso and tonight Zambia lost 2-1 to Tunisia I haven't seen any of this so far and I feel like I'm really really missing out It's not
2: the tourist ball, isn't it? So Is it? I've not seen any of it
1: No, I have not seen any, I think there's like a highlight show on one of the ITV's, but I've
0: not watched it. Oh, it's an ITV four, isn't it? You said, "Do you then, Emma?" As if it was sort of no great shakes. Well,
2: no, it's it just I don't know. <laughs> you say it. You're not bothered. No, not really. No. Walking well, Bristol Rovers is just far more exciting.
0: <laughs> well, yes, of course, and closer.
2: It's an exciting one.
0: Uh, Right, we're going to go talk about the FA Cup this week We've talked about it a little bit the last couple of weeks Because we've had fixtures and replays and stuff Mark's been a bit down on this draw Um, Let me just go through the draw quickly What? He's
1: he's been down on the draw
0: Well, yeah, there's not a lot that Mark isn't down on, to be fair He's
2: been a bit of a grumpy bogger, has he?
0: He can be, can't he?
2: It's only when we wind him up about things (laughs) That, it, that always helps with grumpiness, I find.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know you've got the grumpiness on him because he goes mm, after you say your sentence. <laughs> he just did that. <laughs> and you say, "Oops, better move on quickly." <laughs> uh, right. So this Friday we have got, uh, or tomorrow we've got Cambridge versus Manchester United, um, and then Saturday and over the weekend we've got Blackburn Swansea, Birmingham, West Brom. Uh, Cardiff, Reading, Chelsea, Bradford, Derby, Chesterfield, Man City, Middlesbrough, uh, Preston, Sheffield United, Southampton. <laughs> All right,
1: Emma. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was. Um. I've been thinking over this week. Last week you asked me for a game. That I think is going to be good. This was the and bit I'm where actually,
0: you weren't listening, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. This was a bit where you kept asking me questions. <laughs> and it was just. Um. I was thinking. Man City Middlesbrough I actually think will be quite I think it'll be quite entertaining.
0: What do you think? That? Do you think they're gonna put our weak Team City?
1: I don't think it I don't think it'll be a second team. I don't think it'll be the strongest team. I don't think Middlesbrough will win. I just think they will go and they'll put up a really good fight and I hope it would be an entertaining game.
0: I don't know. You went there this season, didn't you? I know you got humped there the first time you went, but the second time you went uh, yeah, Laurie, like- you you were quite lucky, weren't you?
2: Yeah, it was... Um,
0: I say you, you didn't do anything. It was Sheffield Wednesday. No, it was me. It was you.
2: Just me against uh, the whole Man City team. Yeah? Yeah.
0: And you just lost. Uh, <laughs> we were uh,
2: We were pretty solid, actually. Um, I think we just tired. We had that whole championship versus Premier League tiredness towards the end.
0: So can you see a parallel between that game and this?
2: Absolutely. But I think Middlesbrough are actually playing better than we were at the time, so I think there's every chance. But uh, Pellegrini does seem quite keen to uh, win the FA Cup this year.
0: um, Do you think that their chance of winning the Premier League has gone? They've got zero chance of winning the Champions League, so this is their best chance of a trophy. I think
2: so. I think he's going to put out the strongest team possible for this. So I think think you might be right, um, Emma, that... It's going to be close and Middlesbrough won't quite do it. But, yeah, I think they're going to give him a good game.
0: Yeah. Uh, we then have uh, Preston, Sheffield United, Southampton, Crystal Palace. Sunderland, Fulham. Everton's uh, Emma's friends, Tottenham versus Leicester. And Emma Heskey returns to Anfield. How exciting is this? Does Bolton play Liverpool?
2: Again, Bolton are... Uh, uh, definitely on the turn after um, Neil Lennon's arrival, because we played them on Saturday, and and the difference in the team to when we played them early in the season is just immense.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm quite I'm quite intrigued. I think the the conclusion is pretty much foregone. But Cambridge versus Manchester United is kind of what the club's about. Luke Chadwick will be playing, won't he?
2: Oh yeah. Remember him? Yeah.
0: And. Dion Dublin has played for both teams. Dion Dublin apparently has had, has got the biggest penis Alex Ferguson has ever seen. Did Alex have, tell
1: you him himself? Sorry? Did Alex tell you himself?
0: It, uh, his quote was Have you seen it? It's magnificent.
2: To be fair though, how many penises do you think Alex Ferguson's ever seen in his life?
0: I bet he's seen loads in the. Sh- really? chang- yeah, I bet he has as they finish and they have a shower after the game and everything. Flick each I the just don't think
1: we understand how the flex changing rooms work,
2: Laura. Do they look at it? Do you think? Is there no sort of just maintain eye contact rather than having a shifty look?
0: Well, I I would uh, maintain eye contact. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs>
2: you would, you so would have a look.
0: Do you know what? Do you remember that? <laughs> I can't. This is going to go out. Um, do you remember the band Stiltskin? Yeah. That sang that Levi's advert, didn't they?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: They played my local um, club, and I went and saw them play. And I went for a wee, and the guitarist came and had a wee next to me. And I thought, I'm never going to see a rock star's genitals in real life again. So I peered over and had a look. And I don't think and, that was a bad thing. And? It would just look like a willy. It wasn't as good as Andrew Talansky's, but...
2: No, it never will be.
0: No, nothing is. Maybe Dion, Dion Dublin won't be.
2: you like have to ask him. Sorry? You'll have to ask Dion. Can I have a look just to compare?
0: could tweet him and ask him.
2: Mm. You'll get blocked by him as well.
0: I could, couldn't I? Mm.
2: He is a
1: massive all-round bloke, though, so it's not... I'm going to say that. Overly surprising.
0: You said that with real relish then. <laughs> you look like your eyes are bulging when you said that. Yeah. No.
2: She was thinking about girth. What? <laughs> He's massive all around.
0: Is that what he was? Mm. I don't know. The Undubbling Nose reminds me a bit of Dan Malapar from Star Wars. I oh,
2: know You've lost me now.
0: Right. All you girls, aren't you? you? wouldn't do Star Wars. I
2: know. I love Star Wars. I just don't know what you're talking about.
0: He was in Return of the Jedi, don't you remember? Um, he's the one that gives them all the mission briefing before they go off and try and destroy the Death Star. It's a trap. That one.
2: Oh, him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. The Undubbling. No, that's
2: mean. Yeah, like a fish head. Yeah,
0: it was not. It, it, honestly, Google a picture of the pair of them. Okay. Um. Anyone make a case for? I think you can't really make a case for Cambridge. But do you think there could be some? Do kind of, you think they'll take the lead, or do you think they'll give them a bit of a fright? United.
1: No, I think it'll be really built up, and United will take the lead within the first minute. Be 2 0 up by about 20 minutes, and that'll
0: be it. Do you reckon he'll play a strong team, Van Hal?
2: Yeah, he's learnt from the Yeovil game. Yeah,
0: yes, because they weren't exactly um, dominating that, were they?
2: No, I I don't think he knew what to expect, Van Hal. So, um, no, I think he understands now. (laughs) Well, I
0: I don't know. Can you kind of understand he didn't know what to expect, or you think, well, he's old enough and wise enough to? Know what to do.
2: There's a certain level of arrogance about him, though, isn't there?
0: There is, which is what United fans like about him, I think.
2: Yeah. And I think he thought if he put a not so great team out, they would still beat them. Mm. And I don't think, I think he underestimated how passionate Yeovil would be, especially because they're having such a shite season and they're bottom of League One, and that was just a morale boost.
0: Yeah. I do feel sorry for Yeovil, because they got tonked all last season as well, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they did.
0: Um, Birmingham West Brom. That could be quite an interesting game. Local derby. Birmingham run the up, aren't they, with Gary Rowett?
2: Mm. Yeah, that could that could be a really close one, actually.
0: Yeah. Birmingham
2: are certainly playing better.
0: Yes, they are. It's odd, isn't it? Because I don't think Lee Clark is a bad manager. I mean, he had that good run at um. Where did have a good run? Huddersfield, wasn't it? Where he went all those games unbeaten. Yeah. I would think anybody would have struggled at Blackpool.
2: He's just the most miserable man in the world, though.
0: Oh, he is, isn't he?
2: I can't imagine that he's a ray of sunshine in the uh, in the dressing room.
0: No, I suppose. When things
2: are going badly, he's not exactly going to cheer things up, is he?
0: No, so Gary Rout, I suppose, has gone in and just told everybody to cheer up and, and um, enjoy themselves.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um... Any other times that stick out that tickle your fancy?
2: From the Saturday ones? Any of them? Well, the Sunday ones actually look a bit more of a, um, a possibility of a giant killing.
0: Yeah, come on, which ones?
2: I'm just trying to find them now, bear with
0: me. I can hear you tapping furiously.
2: You've got uh, Bristol City, West Ham, Villa Bournemouth and Brighton Arsenal.
0: Now, Villa Bournemouth is one that Mark picked out. And I think he's quite right, isn't he? As,
2: I think he's he's spot on. I think Bournemouth are probably not that far off Villa <laughs> in terms of performance levels, no. and they're certainly scoring an awful lot more goals than Villa are.
0: Yeah, they're they're not. You think they're kind of right because they they did okay against Liverpool, didn't they? In the in the League Cup. Mm. So there's every chance they could possibly do something.
2: Yeah, Bristol City are going are going well.
0: Yeah, yeah, but so West Ham.
2: So there's th- that could that could go either way with it being the Cup. And Brighton, Brighton have turned it around since uh, Chris Hunton's come come in.
0: Yeah. You know What do you reckon, Emma? Is there any that
2: stick out for you? I think the I think the
1: entertainment value, the City West Ham one, um, will be quite good. and it, like what you were saying against, but then Villa haven't been conceding goals, and if Bournemouth can have 17 shots on target against Leeds and not score, then if they came up against a good Premier League, de- well, a mediocre
2: <laughs> Premier League defense, I think that was a, an anomaly though <laughs> in midweek with Bournemouth.
0: It's one of those games.
2: Mm. I then- could definitely, I could
1: definitely see them getting the win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Rochdale Stoke as well. That's quite a. That's Monday night. That could be quite a tricky one, couldn't it?
2: Yeah, Rochdale's not exactly the nicest place to go.
0: No, I can not imagine Bojan when he signed for Stoke would have thought he'd be playing for against Rochdale.
2: <laughs> is Keith Hill still at um, Rochdale? Rochdale. I think he. What did he go back? I think he is there, isn't he?
0: Is he? He's on the Football League show quite a lot.
2: Mm.
0: So maybe he's. Maybe he's not. I can't remember. That's quite low down. That's your all sort of territory, isn't it, Emma?
1: Meh. I went um, last season to Rochdale and Portsmouth lost 3 0, I think. And it was a Tuesday night and it was really miserable.
2: That's a long way to travel.
0: That is. What time did you get home?
1: <laughs> we went up for a few days It was when me and my other half were sort of first first seeing each other Oh,
0: we went... a dirty weekend A dirty weekend in Rochdale. Like, yeah, it was
1: well, <laughs> a, d- mid-week. <laughs> a um, dirty midweek mid- mid- A dirty midweek in of, We did like the awesome. City of Manchester stadium tour and stuff
0: I we bet you know? did
2: did? you see dirt, dirty midweek in Rochdale just sounds a bit too Rita Sue and Bob too for me
0: it does it it's better than taking a poo in Germany though
2: I'll <laughs> we'll take your word for it hey
1: one time that happened
0: <laughs> Emma decided France wasn't good enough for her Laura so she popped over the border and went to the toilet in Germany <laughs> Oh, you must have felt the most specialist girl in the world when he promised you a dirty weekend in Rochdale. Of all the romantic places in the world, he could have taken you.
1: And know, and he got really overexcited when we went to the city of Manchester Stadium. Oh, we don't want to know about that. <laughs> but then he, he hasn't been since that that was when he realised that I probably was a rather good catch if I'd let him go to take me to the city of Manchester Stadium instead of going shopping or something. Oh... After 13
0: years of marriage, I feel sort of quite warmed by this tale of love and romance. (laughs) And (laughs) It
2: It's like when you came to the football festival, though, in Bristol, Chris, and your wife went to Waikia.
0: That's true, yes. (laughs) I went on a six-hour road trip just to see Laura talk for an hour and a half. It wasn't even an hour and a half. You only got about 20 minutes, didn't you?
2: No, it was an hour... Oh, it was. It was three quarters of an hour, weren't it? Yeah. That bloke
0: before overran, didn't
2: he? He did. He was amazing, though, David Goldblatt.
0: He was. He was very good. He was very good indeed. But, uh, but yeah, I like to see the things we do for love, you see.
1: She probably really did enjoy IKEA, to be fair, didn't she? Well,
0: she didn't because they evacuated the building just after I drove off and she had to stand (laughs) outside for half an hour. (laughs) And I was late and I couldn't go back and and, um, sit with her. Oh, but she got back in in the end. Um, right. Well, has anybody got anything else they want to mention FA Cup wise? No. Nope. You're all happy with that. Anything else? Any of you want to plug or talk about? No. No.
2: Laura.
0: What your column? Laura, you got a column in the Sheffield?
2: In the Sheffield Star? Star, yeah. I am the Owls fans columnist.
0: You speak for the people of Sheffield on footballing matters.
2: Well, I speak for the, wen- the blue
0: half, anyway. The blue half,
2: yeah. <laughs> mm. <I've>, um, <clears throat> we've recently
1: started a um, topic at uni where we were assigned a football team and we have to find stories out about them. So if by any chance, or Laura, you'd probably be quite a good one to promote this, I am on the lookout for any Doncaster Rovers stories that anyone has.
0: What sort of stories do you mean? Stories about the club or the fans?
1: Anything, anything. Because
0: you know about the dodgy ex... Can we talk about this, Laura? I don't no,
2: know no. what to say, so...
0: The, the dodgy ex-chairman and the arson attack.
2: John Ryan? Was it him? No, it wasn't him, surely
0: not. Someone burnt the stadium down for insurance money, didn't they, about 15 years ago? Do you want
2: to put allegedly?
0: Allegedly, I think. Allegedly, yeah. I, a little bird may have told me Allegedly. Yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it?
2: Yes, I think so.
0: Have you heard all about this, Emma?
2: No, I haven't, but I will be um,
1: keeping an eye out.
0: Yeah, just say, just say allegedly a lot. Do you, not, the right.
1: do you want sort of fan stories? Um, it's, it's more, we basically have to, um, it's a topic about being a freelance journalist, and we have to produce a story to one of our lecturers who owns a news agency, and, um, obviously the idea is basically to get your story sold, but he assigned, well, we could choose, um, teams and it was all sort of like the, um, League Two and League One. And I basically chose Doncaster because I thought with, cause they've got the, um, the One Direction guy, haven't they? Like, yeah, so they found trying- them. So I thought to sell yeah. stories, selling, yeah. st- selling stories about One Direction is probably one of the easiest things you can do. Mm, absolutely.
0: So, One exactly. Direction and arson is what you can write about.
1: I will <laughs> keep an eye out for it. <laughs> uh,
0: so, if anybody listening to this is a Doncaster Rovers fan and want to tell you about it, how do they get in touch with you on Twitter?
1: At mwebs.
0: At mwebs. And I can't believe there's anybody in the world that doesn't, but if there's any small Amazonian tribes that don't follow you, Laura,
2: <laughs> it's at Yistor, and that's Y I C E D O R.
0: There we go. Um, Mark is at the Football Pink and issue 7 of the Football Pink will be coming out in the next couple of weeks so keep an eye out on Mark's at the Football Pink uh, timeline and you can download your copy from there
1: Yeah, I think you can pre-order the print copies now
0: Can you? Right, so it's £2.50 I think, isn't it? I don't remember Something like that Um, But yeah, you can pre-order your print copies now Um, Thank you ever so much for listening If you want to follow Man on the Post then you can follow them on Twitter at man of the post uh, man of the post.com is the website and you can get all sorts of articles on there. There's been a couple of new ones go on in the last sort of week or so if you're into your stadiums and how they're designed and look into the future. Uh, if you do like what you listen to, you can leave as a review. Each five-star review will get one of Colin's fridge magnets, but as he said on the Sunday show, they're getting rarer and rarer and rarer. So if you could leave us a review, then you'll get one while you can. Um, Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday. You can listen to them as and when they, that gets available for download on Monday, and they'll be reviewing all the action we previewed here. And thank you ever so much, guys, for coming on. Thank you, Laura, for jumping in at short notice. Pleasure. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. And all that remains to be said is always remember to keep your man in the post.